When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up, everyone? Good to be here with you today. I am Dr. Derek Williams, your host. Glad to be with you. It's interesting. I was just reflecting a couple years ago. It was actually probably started, you know, three or four years ago when uh, it was just only Justin and I in the lifestyle practice. And we had both been on a number of podcasts as guests and uh, made me realize and kind of reflect that, you know, we should really consider starting our own podcast. But I knew it was going to be a lot of work. But really, Honestly, the number one thing that motivated me to do it was just feeling like with some of the results that I had seen with my clients and how much it had changed their lives, really living the principles of the lifestyle practice, it kind of made me think, man, if if I have a way to kind of put some, some of this out there in the world and just spread it, I know that TLP will grow, but it's motivating just to be able to help other people as well. So the podcast, even though it takes a decent amount of time, you know, deciding, coming up with content, trying to share valuable things with you guys, it's also really a pleasure. It's kind of a cool way that uh, can kind of connect and share some of the things from my life that have really been helpful and, and powerful to me. So that being said, thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of this journey and experience. Today, I want to share something kind of as a follow-up from a previous episode. A few episodes ago, I shared with you a revolutionary book that really changed a, a big part of my life. And that book is called Die With Zero, written by Bill Perkins, who really talks about maximizing your life, every decade of your life, and really focusing on how to do that financially, how to get the best bang for your buck through living experiences. We all kind of fall somewhere different along the spectrum as far as saving, earning, and investing, as far as how aggressive we are in each of those categories. But uh, this book was really good in helping me realize the urgency of living life now and doing a lot of the things that we won't be able to do in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. So when I finished that book, I had my wife read the book and I told her, I don't really know how I, how I thought of this as skydiving really had never crossed my mind before as something that I really wanted to do. But when I, when I finished the book and read it again and then had my wife read it, I just felt like, you know what, we are going to kick this thing off. We are going to kick off this, this kind of new way of, of living and kind of evaluating our life. And we are going to do it by going skydiving. And I had kind of thrown the idea out there to Jenny, my wife, in the past, but I wasn't ever really serious about it. And she was always just like, no way, I'm not doing that. And so I kind of expected a similar response. I expected to have to really kind of sell her on doing this, but she just kind of looked at me and she said, oh my gosh, are you serious? And I said, yeah, we're going to do it. And she said, okay. 
and she just accepted it. And I was just amazed. Um, it definitely uh, surprised me. So I shared that at the end of the, the podcast episode. So today I am going to share my experience of, of skydiving, what it was like and why I think everyone out there listening should do it too, if you can. And, um, you know, probably there's a, a chunk of you out there that have already done it before. And so hopefully you can get maybe enjoy hearing my experience and some of the things that I took away from it. So let's get into it. So we went skydiving in Houston. We had kind of a, a weekend getaway, just the two of us, me and my wife, Jenny. So we, we, uh, we drove to Houston and we actually, this was my mistake, but drove to the wrong location. There was a very similarly named company and drove there and the gates were all locked and everything was closed. You know, as you're driving and getting closer, you're kind of building up that energy and excitement and uh, nervousness. And then we get there and find out it's closed. And it was on the other side of Houston from where we were at. So it was another hour drive from where we were. I called the place and I thought for sure we were going to have to reschedule. <laughs> and, you know, it was already hard enough. We've had a pretty busy schedule with different trips and family visiting and stuff. So I thought, oh, it's going to it's gonna be another month or so before we can even do this again. But uh, I called and they were like, yeah, hurry and come on over. As long as you're here by four o'clock, we'll get you up and we'll get it done. So I was really happy about that. Made the drive over and got there. We had previously filled out the, you know, it's a very long waiver and they had us do it again when we got there. We, uh, they put us in a room where, you know, you basically watch a video that again has all of the disclaimers and stuff and then kind of instructs you kind of what uh, the experience is going to be like and what to, what to expect. Even at that moment when we were sitting there, I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, we're here. Like, we're actually going to do this. I hadn't, you know, spent a lot of time thinking about it beforehand you know, like really getting worked up. Even the day before, I remember telling some patients that I was going skydiving the next day and like wasn't really nervous at all. Hadn't really been thinking about it a whole lot. Um, but there in that room was like, oh gosh, this is real. We are, we are doing this today. So after the video, we go and our instructors that uh, were, we jumped tandem. So basically we're hooked to someone else. And the, the guys that we jumped with, we're, when, when we got out of the video, we're basically jumping out of a plane with another group. And so we went and basically watched them parachute down, talked to them. They helped us get suited up and kind of let us know a little bit of uh, what to expect. We're kind of waiting. You know, it feels like, you know, a long wait. And then we, we hear the plane starting up and then, you know, they just tell us, oh, that's our plane. Let's go. And you just walk, walk over. And, uh, you know, that's when the jitters start coming a little bit more. And when you get into the plane, at least this is how it was for us. There was probably 10 or 12 of us total. My wife and I were the only one, ones uh, jumping tandem. So we got in the plane first you enter basically through the back of the plane, then walk towards the front and you turn around. So you're basically facing backwards. Your back is to the pilot. So Jenny and I were in the front of the plane, but facing toward the back with all of the other jumpers in front of us. So they close it up and I don't know why this was scary for me, but I had never been in a plane going backwards before. And that was a little bit of an unsettling 
<laughs> unsettling feeling. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, that's when I was just like, oh, this is, this is different, you know, and I generally enjoy flying and the feeling of takeoff and stuff like that. And uh, it felt different going backwards and it felt different knowing that the way that you were getting back to the ground was not through landing in the plane. It was going to be through jumping out of the plane. So uh, regaining altitude, the altitude that we jumped at was 14,000 feet. We knew this. When we got up to 6,000 feet, there was a couple guys that were jumping at that altitude. So they open up the door and that's when it really becomes real. That's when it's like, oh crap, that's what we're going to be doing pretty soon. So the guys jump out and, you know, it's very different when you watch someone doing it, knowing that you are going to be doing that in just a few minutes. They jump out, we watch them (laughs) and (laughs) we get going close the door again and climb altitude another 8,000 feet to 14,000. They open the door and that is when, you know, you start hitting the panic button mentally, you know, just like, oh gosh, here it is. Here we go. And it just starts happening pretty fast. Oh, before that, we're wearing altimeters. And so, you know, I'm checking it every once in a while as we're going up. And once we hit 14,000 feet, I told Jenny, I was like, we're there. (laughs) And uh, so again, open the door. And for some reason, I expected when you would jump that it would be like one person and, you know, a few seconds later, you know, another person. So I expected it to be kind of slow, but it's like, you're hooked to the tandem person behind you and you're just constantly scooting up. Like the other guys are just jump, 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 jump. I mean, not, not that fast, but it's, it's not like you're waiting. You're just consistently scooting up, you know, this bench the whole time. And when I got there and knew it was my turn and like, I'm literally like, I, I'm, I'm shaking right now <laughs> as I describe it, but that feeling like looking out and seeing nothing below you like you're literally looking down seeing clouds below you and it's not like a roller coaster where there's a track or something it's like you're jumping and there is nothing you're not hooked into anything i mean i guess you're hooked into the other guy but gosh um i was just i was terrified but i knew you know i like i didn't want to resist i knew the statistics i knew that it was going to be safe and that everything was going to work out fine but <laughs> so i didn't want to resist i didn't want to make it any more difficult I, you know i know even in dentistry i know like patients that put up a fight and are difficult to work on sometimes get subpar results because of that you know having to make some compromises so i didn't want in any way to you know make the uh, my instructor feel like there was any kind of a compromise just i'm just going with the flow even though i'm extremely terrified so we're scooting up we get to the edge and i'm just like oh crap we're here this is it you know i, I may have used some other words other than oh crap but i was i was very <laughs> terrified and you know we kind of rock back and forth and he puts out his fingers to say three, two, one, and we and he, we push forward and fall, and it. I am just terrified. I am just so scared, and but it's really that first like five seconds of falling where you're really feeling the acceleration of the fall, and then you start to reach, you know, your essentially your I don't know if you call it terminal velocity, but that kind of max velocity that you're going to reach with uh, wind resistance. 
And then at that point, you know, I can start to kind of enjoy it. And, you know, it's a lot of wind, air pushing, but just a very enjoyable experience at, the, at that point. I'm watching the altimeter. He let me pull the parachute cord and uh, we pulled at 6,000 feet. And then, uh, you know, at that point, after that, it's kind of a fun ride to the bottom. He let me steer the parachute. Obviously, he was helping at, at different points. We land and get to the bottom. And I am just feeling emotional. I'm feeling overwhelmed of, you know, just the magnitude of this experience that I had. You know, I, I helped my instructor up and, uh, you know, I gave him a hug. I just was like, thank you, man. I just felt so grateful that uh, someone could help me to experience something like that in a way that, you know, made me feel as safe as I possibly could. And then he points out my wife, Jenny, coming down behind us. And that moment, I'm even getting emotional right now. I just felt this, uh, really this, this gratitude and appreciation for my wife and felt this, this feeling of like, I just felt so proud of her. Like, you know, she's not generally one, one to do real adventurous stuff, but, uh, I just felt like she was on board. She didn't put up a fight and I just felt so proud of her. And so she landed and being able to go and give her a hug and embrace, you know, is really, I think one of like the most beautiful experiences of our marriage. And so we have a picture of that and I've, I've got it on my phone background right now, but it really was such an amazing experience. In the, the 24 hours after the experience, there really was a lot of processing and I really didn't expect this. And this is part of what I wanted to, to share today is kind of some of the realizations and, and things that I came away with this experience. And the biggest feeling that I came away with was this overwhelming feeling of a sense of achievement. And this really the question in my mind, the feeling in my mind and in my heart was, what can I not conquer? Like I've just, I was out in a plane. I had jumped out of a plane and I was falling toward the earth. Like I I can't imagine very many other, you know, like more kind of uh, adventure type fearful things to go through. And so to go through that and to feel that, that sense of accomplishment really came me, uh, I, I came away from it feeling this amazing sense of, of confidence. And when I started to compare other things in my life, it kind of puts other things in life in a perspective where you start to look at some other things and think, oh, why do I fear, you know, why do I have fear of this after, you know, I, I accomplished skydiving, you know, this is no big deal now. So that's the first thing that, and that is one of the biggest reasons why I think everyone should experience it. If you can, it's just this amazing feeling to experience that. And then to feel the confidence that, you know, that you have just gone through something and conquered something that is maybe one of the most fearful things that you could do in your life. And I didn't expect that. I just expected it kind of to be more of a thrill and a rush. I didn't expect to come away with that kind of confidence, but I did. And it was, it was really a really cool experience. Another thing that I have realized since then was I was actually having a conversation with a friend at the gym and this friend was 
talking about, you know, some kind of stress that was going on in his life and, you know, some certain things. And he kind of made the remark, you know, I think, you know, this is kind of like self-induced stress in this specific thing and something like that. And I, I kind of, you know, I thought about it and I, and I told him, I said, you know what, but what kind of stress or fear is not self-induced? Out of all the fear and stress that we can have, is there any of it that's really absolutely necessary? Any that, that we don't, you know, have a little bit of control over, that we don't choose? You know, since then, I think we may initially feel stress or fear or, you know, we can't, a lot of times we can't control our initial gut reactions, but we can control how we process them and how we feel about things afterwards. And if we can realize that we can, we can make a big difference in the amount of peace that we have in our lives. If you remember man's search for meaning, I think um, by Viktor Frankl, you know, he's, he's a prisoner of war in a, in a horrible environment, but yet he still felt peace and he still controlled his emotions where he did not feel a lot of fear and stress, but he very well should have. So, you know, when you compare all of these things, what fear and stress is not self-induced. And with this experience of, of skydiving, you know, I could have been thinking about it and mulling over it for weeks, being afraid and thinking and, you know, letting it, you know, build up. But that was a kind of a cool experience for me. You know, I practice mindfulness and stoicism a lot. And that really kind of was a cool experience to me where I didn't have a lot of fear or, you know, really ruminate over things until I was in the moment of, of the experience. And uh, there definitely was still a lot of, fear and anxiety in the moment, but I just allowed myself to experience it. So that was a very cool experience. And so that again has, has made me process and think about life, my daily life a little bit differently. You know, when I feel the fear or anxiety of different things, it's make, made me kind of reevaluate and to see, do I really need to be feeling this or is it self-induced? And I deal with that a lot with clients. Most of my clients are newer in ownership, but even the more seasoned owners, still a lot of our thoughts are fear-based. You know, we worry what's going to happen next month. I had a good month this month, but what about next month? Or, oh, there's holes in the schedule. Or, you know, this patient had a bad experience. What's going to happen? Is my reputation soiled? There's, there's a lot of fears. And it doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to those things. We still pay attention to them and we still adapt and we still react, but we have a choice on how much fear we can feel in response to those different situations. And it's not easy. It takes time. I'm not trying to paint myself as someone that has it totally figured out. There's still times that I feel very much these types of feelings, but that is something that I work with a lot with clients is looking at situations and determining what the next right step is to take, but also realizing that either way, we're going to make an advance. We're going to adapt. We're going to make changes. And you can have, you have a choice. You can choose to feel the fear and the stress and the anxiety, or you can consciously choose to let go and to feel peace and to move forward with your actions. So if either way you're going to move forward and adapt, why 
force yourself to feel the fear and the anxiety. And the last thing that I learned that I came away with is realizing that feeling, that feeling of jumping out of the plane. In the moment, I knew that it was the right time to jump. I had done the prep work. I knew that it was very safe. It was a calculated decision, but it was still very scary to jump. And that applies to so many situations in our life. Change is hard. Doing something new is hard. The fear of the unknown is very real. Making the decision to purchase a practice, making the decision to start doing a new procedure, making the decision to hire a coach to increase your accountability, making a decision to be more intentional about the life that you're living, about your health, whatever those things are, those steps are scary. But it doesn't mean that they're not right. So that was a really cool experience for me, reiterating that. I already knew that that was true, but it was another really cool way for me to experience that. So for those of you that have listened and have stuck with me this far, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. So my recommendations with this episode are to read Die With Zero, to really evaluate your life. I would push you to go skydiving. Do it. Uh, It's such an incredible experience. It's worth it. And the last thing would be to evaluate your fears and your stresses. Evaluate yourself. What is that next step that's scary for you that you know is right, but that you need to do? Don't settle for less. Don't settle for just doing the same thing that you've always done because life really is short. It's long, but it's short. We have a long life and we have a good amount of time, hopefully, but we can't go back and change things. So don't wait to make the changes that you think or know that are necessary. The delays that you make are only sacrificing the quality of life that you know that you could have. I had a client a couple years ago that he did TLP Academy And he wanted to wait to grow his practice to a certain size before he started coaching. And I had been in touch with him. I tried to, I tried to push him a little bit, but also tried to be supportive of his decisions. And he hired me. And after month one, the changes that we saw in his practice, he told me in our second phone call after month one, he said, Derek, I don't know why I waited this long. Just the decision and the changes we've made in this first month have paid for you know, the entire year of coaching. Why did I wait so long? He said, I'm, I'm kicking myself now. And my reaction was just, look, you, you know, I mean, it's, it's great that you feel like this. I'm, gla- I'm glad that you know, you're already seeing such a high amount of value. Don't kick yourself for it. But remember this. Next time when you're in a position and you have that feeling that you should be doing something more, that you should be taking the next step, but you're afraid and you think that you should get to a certain point, next time, push yourself to do it faster. And I don't think anyone ever regrets making a move earlier. I think they almost always regret making it too late. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a great week. Take care. As always, feel free to reach out to any of us at Derek, Steve, or Justin at thelifestylepractice.com. Join our Facebook page if you haven't. Uh, I posted a couple pictures of there from skydiving if you want to check them out. So take care and we'll talk to you guys next time.